This is Thoughts and Players. Hello and welcome to level 49 of the Thoughts and Players podcast, the gaming podcast with bold takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy, here once again with my two compadres. Of course, I have David. What up? And I have Corey. D is for Dead by Daylight. Yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> that's one for David right there. David, any any updates on that? You haven't really talked about it much. Uh, I haven't been playing it a lot lately, but uh, they have introduced, since uh, Nemesis, they introduced uh, the Hellraiser guy with all the spikes in his head and uh, the girl from the ring. Oh, that's cool. So, And they just, uh, what is that word? Announced, that's it, that they're <laughs> making a board game. Right. So, I mean, they're they're really pushing the push their product out there. So, um, Dead by Daylight, it was not the first one to do like four verse one or like you know that asymm you know one verse many type of gameplay. But I think it's been the most successful, and it's had like kind of a huge impact on the gaming industry. Like you've seen the Friday the Thirteenth game, you've seen the uh, yep. what's the other one they made, the Predator game, and now there's a Ghostbusters game coming out like that. There's like yep. two other ones that coming Ball out, Z one that they Dragon did Ball too. Z. Like it's had kind of a bigger effect on the industry than we we kind of give it credit for. I think so. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. I think right. Evolve would have something to say. Yeah, that. yeah, Evolve died on, died on uh, impact. <laughs> <laughs> or should we say, dead on arrival? <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Yeah. So, um, guys, it's been a minute. People, we know it's been a minute, but we are here, kicking, kicking and screaming as as much as we ever have. Um, but yeah, it's been a minute. We play games, guys. What have you uh what have you been up to in your in your game playing endeavors? Corey, I know that last time you were playing Elden Ring and you've talked before about how you have you can you can only buy your next game after you've beaten Elden Ring. So I'm assuming you've bought that next game already. No, no, I haven't. I'm I'm wanting to, I'm dying to. Like, uh, Elden Ring is fantastic. I really love Elden Ring. Uh, there comes a point in almost every From Software game where I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm 40 hours in, and I felt like I played so much of a game because it demands so much of you throughout the entirety of it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of get to a point where the game is still amazing, but I just want to finish it. And I'm at that point now where I think I'm like three or four bosses away from beating the game, which is not that much. Um I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm watching TikToks and Elden Rings. I'm looking up how to farm a little bit, how to grind uh, some of the best builds and best weapons. Uh, originally, it was all blind. Let me explore this great world. And that still stands. Still a fantastic world. But, yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on a little bit. It's a great game. Um, like any game, the more you play it, you start to see the uh, the tiny the tiny flaws, the fractures, you know, the things that I was amazed by at the beginning. Um uh, they they show up again. There was there's a lot of repeat bosses like the mini bosses where I said, hey, everywhere you go, there's a boss and it's crazy. And that still stands true. But a lot of repeats, you know, nothing they can do. It really is like almost a 60 to 100 hour game um, and kind of the same thing with some of the dungeons. 
dungeons. You know, at first it was like, man, they made a whole dungeon. And I was like, ah, they made the whole dungeon, but just over here now. Still great. You still find a ton of stuff. There's still a lot of really cool discovery in the game. The bosses are mm-hmm. fantastic. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm ready to beat it. I want to buy that new game, whether it be Triangle Strategy or uh, I, I think I want something less less intensive. Uh, the WWE game, I'm not a wrestling fan, but that got great reviews. So maybe really? that one. It got great reviews. And I haven't bought a wrestling game in like, 15 years and the last and the last 10 years have all been trash so i'm like hey if this one's good maybe i pick it up yeah i feel like it got good reviews because there's such low expectations for it though i i think no no they took a year off they took a year off and they reformulated they made it uh i think what happened was and like you pretty much see this with any sports game like madden if you go from madden like 2010 and then you don't play again for like six years it's really hard to get back into because they add they don't add a lot but every year they add like one thing so by the time you play it again it's like this is just over my head that's what happened with wwe from what i read they just added so much it was like a fighting game with like the combos and stuff and they took it back to a little bit more arcadey wrestling which is what i loved growing up you know the n64 uh, wrestlemania or wcw those mm. were the ones i liked mm. Hmm. What, about, what about you, David? You've been you've been playing uh what have you been playing the last week? I'm sure it's been a ton. My computer's broke. As you know, people who's watching on you know YouTube or whatever can see I'm not on my computer. It keeps crashing. I'm crying internally on the inside for the last two weeks. So all I've played is Smash Brother with my son. That's uh, it. But we're up to like fifty characters now, so we're getting somewhere. Nice. You're getting good? Yeah, I forgot Little Mac was in that one, so that's all I play now. Really? Yep. Okay, I used to be a little back Little Mac main. He's uh he's fun to play as. He is. Little Mac. Like, yeah, Little Mac. He's from uh yeah, from Mike from Punch Out. Punch yeah, Mike's Punch Out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, yeah, um I haven't been I haven't played a lot of games per se, but I have. Um, I was really getting back into some Wildermyth, playing that. That was cool. Um, and then uh, Rona happened. So while I was down with the Rona, I couldn't. I didn't really feel like playing any console games. So then I started playing comp- uh, uh, like games on my phone. And so I've been playing Farm Hero Saga, uh, which is like one of those match three fruit oh. whatever games, like like a Bejeweled uh, yeah. or, or 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 a Candy Crush or something like that. And they're like terrible, mindless games. I'm on level 130 something in it uh, <laughs> because even though I can, I whatever it has no real value for some reason. It just it's really easy to turn your mind off in that game. Uh, so I was been playing a lot of that, unfortunately, a lot of that. Uh, and then I was able to hop on some tunic, which is interesting. And then I actually, you know, I, I tried out based on our discussion with the top 100 games. I decided I was going to try me out some good old Disco Elysium because they they uh, released a final cut for the Switch like last month or earlier this month, March. So I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to go ahead, grab this and see if I'm digging it, you know, and I really dig the first 10 minutes of it. And now I'm having to try to really push through. I mean, my character died my first run, so I got to I got to play again. How did, how did he die? 
Um, I ran into a cursed door and, and had a heart attack. Mm, the old heart <laughs> attack. So it, it seems like a game that you would love. I really yeah. feel like uh, from what I played and what I've talked about other people with, it seems like something you'd really, really dig. So many dialogue choices, so many different paths and options. It seems like you can go. Um, the The game has it's it has a really dark tone to it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like like really like bleak or pessimistic as far as the viewpoint. So I got to try to get into the atmosphere of it a bit more. But yeah, it's definitely something that lines up um, with what I would like. But uh, yeah, trying that, trying that. We'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been uh, playing or been able to play the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, I was down, David's computer was down, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things got us down. But we got some pick me ups in the news, I think. And we also got some downers in the news. And I'm going to start with one of them, <laughs> kind of. We go to the news with the morning announcements. And that is we got we got eight items on the docket for this level. So. Item number one, which I think is hilarious, is, well, what's not hilarious, of course, is <laughs> horrible conflict going on in the Ukraine. Okay, that's that's not <laughs> hilarious at all. Uh, but, however, what is kind of funny is that we talked before about these game companies saying, hey, you can't, we're not going to sell games to you guys in Russia no more. So then Russia was like, cool, hey, citizens, go ahead and pirate the games. Just pirate, pirate the games pirate the movies who cares so i'm pretty sure that the pirate bay, bay if it still exists if it doesn't rip it's been on a, a on fire there but yeah russia legalizes game and movie piracy now i'm sure that you know we're all part of that kazaa limewire age we understand a little bit of what's going on here what do you guys think about russia legalizing game and movie piracy Any i thoughts? Uh, I I have no idea. Like, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But like, you're still fighting another country for no. You can do that, and the companies will work with you again. Question mark. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe this forces Russia to beef up their video game and movie entertainment industries. Huh. Maybe we get more Russian developers, more Russian movie producers. No? Possibly. But with what money, though? That's a good point. That's a good point. They'll figure it out. Um, Corey, any any thoughts? Oh, I guess not. I guess uh, he's lagging out. Maybe. Ah, yeah, yeah. So we're just free willing it, but he'll be back. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he had really nothing to add to that first that first story. So we're gonna move on to news item number two. Okay, news item number two is that it was supposed at the time that Elden Ring sold over 12 million copies in three weeks. Now you're talking about let's see, 12 divided by three, carry the one. That's 4 million copies a week since launch. 
that this game is that this game is pumped out and gotten to the masses. Okay, um, just here's the thing: I've I've always considered from software games, Soul likes games, to be a very popular niche, but a niche nonetheless, right? Exactly. So the idea that it's sold 12 million copies in three weeks, I mean, you know, by the time it's done this year, this game may well end up pushing over 20 million copies. You know, um, that's, I mean, we're talking about like, last of us types levels of sales and right. pushing out things like that's absolutely incredible for a game that feels like it came from such a niche audience and a niche a niche like producer of games and stuff like being able to produce something like like that volume that has that kind of impact you know that's it's it feels like it's yeah it definitely has felt like a massive game but i never would expect it 12 million copies in three weeks that's insane well, I think with with what Corey was saying about it last level, and I think this one was pushed a lot more with, you know, ads and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think that helped. And when was the last from software game released? The last one was uh it was what well, it was Sekiro, I think. Like That's the last like one they years. developed. Because the remake of Demon Souls, I think, was Blue Point Games, I think, did the remake of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but I think the last one that they developed was uh, Sekiro. Like, I could be incorrect, but um, I think that's the last, like, from software developed game. So with that, it's you know, probably been a couple of years, right? So with a wait from a game for them and it just having really great reviews, mm -hmm. you know, and they just have the availability to be purchased. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Can you gentlemen hear me? Oh, yeah, we can yes. hear you. Sweet. Talking Elden Ring, 12 million copies, three days, 12 million copies, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Okay, three weeks. That's still incredibly impressive. Incredible. Now, I heard you kind of talking about Sekiro, uh, David. Now, I think From Software has been a company that has uh, slowly but surely been on the rise. So, like, yeah. you know, I, I would say Demon Souls and Dark Souls, the originals, were almost like cult uh, favorite type games. You know, like, mm -hmm. not everyone played them, but they had a really strong fan base. And that's just been expanding. And they, they've kind of worked their way up. It's not a fluke. It's not something like, hey, there's a lack of games, because there's not. March was packed with games. Right. So it really just shows that they've grown a fan base with their very specific type of style of gameplay, and, and people enjoy it. Right. Um, and this one, this one had all the hype, you know? Uh, a yeah. million videos on TikTok show that. So... Uh, yeah. Good for them. Good for them. We're talking about Sekiro because I asked uh, when was the last game released from them. Yep, it was Sekiro. Okay, so he was right. Demon Souls remake was Blue Point, and you know Sekiro won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. So yeah, what year? 2019. Okay, so it's only been three years, but okay. I mean, that's still a long time to wait for a game, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems about about normal for for you know companies that don't have like multiple multiple teams. So. Yeah, I think, yeah, two and a half, three years seems like a, a good development cycle time. Yeah, for sure. Unless your name's Bioware. Um, <laughs> news item number three. 
Hogwarts Legacy had their state of play. <laughs> I mean, no matter how hard we try, this, this Harry Potter franchise just won't die. And so uh, Hogwarts Legacy had a state of play. I believe it was 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay shown. Um, they showed like all the, how the how the houses look. You know, you had your Gryffindor and your and your and your Jigglypuffs and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, you guys, did you guys check out any of the gameplay or any of the state of play? What was your impressions on it? Uh, I saw a trailer for it and it did look amazing. A lot better than uh, what it did on PlayStation, the original. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, when we first talked about it, I'm pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully my computer works by then. (laughs) We'll see. What about you, Corey? Uh, Yeah, I watched the whole state of play. I don't know why Jeremy said we're waiting for it to die. I think, you know, as a franchise, Harry Potter is pretty cool. You know, author mishaps notwithstanding uh harry potter as a franchise has been waiting for a game like this they showed off a lot of things i think fans of the game were waiting their entire lives for you know this feels like the first time they're getting a uh a game that really utilizes everything the books have in it and the movies so i'm very excited this is almost a dream type game for me i hope they nail it uh combat looked fun um all the extras the hogwarts castle looked beautiful looked like there were so many secrets um, there was a really cool, it seemed like, uh, side mission stuff with the room and requirement where you're filling that up and you get, get like this whole area for Fantastic Beasts to collect them and kind of like raise them and stuff. So it looks looks really awesome. I definitely cannot wait to play it. And that is still coming out 2022, they said. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I, I, I mean, just my personal taste, if I can't be a wizard gangster, um, yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of places for me to go with it. But I will say, yeah, it looked incredible. <laughs> it looked incredible. It seems to be something they've actually put a good amount of effort and time in, which, regardless of the jokes, a franchise like Harry Potter does deserve to have. It deserves to have, right. you know, care put into it. So um, let's move into item number four, uh, talking about a IP and a developer that hopefully starts putting more care into their games again. And that is that a new Witcher game was announced by CD Projekt Red. Remember them? They did the other Witchers, and then they had another game. Um, yes, they have announced The Witcher 4. And one thing that they announced was that it will be developed in Unreal Engine 5, not the Red Engine, which they've been – they developed uh, The Witcher 3 in and, uh, and um, Cyberpunk 2077. Red Engine seems to be a pretty decent engine. But I guess they had so many issues with it, with cyberpunk and some other things. They've decided, you know what, we're going to develop this in Unreal 5. Uh, but yeah, that was recently announced. Now, I know that you guys aren't the biggest Witcher fans. I think you appreciate its impact on gaming, but you're not the biggest. I love The Witcher 3. Um, love The Witcher 2. Don't love cyberpunk. But um, <laughs> what, what are you guys' feelings on this? Do you care about the new Witcher game? Are you happy a new Witcher game is coming did you maybe want CD Projekt Red to stay the route of developing new IPs? Um, I think it's good. I, Like you said, I haven't played any other Witchers, but I did watch the series, and that was amazing. So I might pick this one up. Yeah. Um, I think I've given Witcher its fair shot. I bought two on Xbox 360, and I bought three. I didn't like either one. Obviously, like you said, I understand the impact of gaming, so it's... Uh, 
it's it's cool. Um, this one I don't think I'm gonna buy, but when those tens start rolling in, because Witcher Three, that's what it got. Maybe. Uh, I'm interested to hear you, Jeremy, because you said you you definitely are the biggest Witcher fan out of us three. So excited, nervous, kind of you were over it. What? Yeah. Um, it's really a toss up for me. Um, you know, The Witcher, based upon the books, a lot of it's narrative for me. So I have to see more of where they take the story of The Witcher. Um, the two things I'm, I'm really looking out for is the story of The Witcher and also the combat mechanics of The Witcher, because the Witcher 3's combat was okay, but it left something to be desired. Um, yeah. So I, I'd like to see that be improved and innovated on in some way. Um, but besides that, I mean, okay, cool. You know, the Witcher game is is great. I feel like this is kind of CD Projekt Red turtling. Hey, we developed this new IP that was highly anticipated, and we kind of crapped the bed with it. So now we're just going to go back to people, The Witcher because we know people love The Witcher. Right. Um, I would have liked to see them either commit more to CD to uh, to Cyberpunk 2077 or commit more to developing new IPs. Um, but this is the choice they've made. We'll see what happens. News item number five: GTA Plus was announced. Now, if you guys don't know what this clown show of an idea is, let's tell you. All right, it is a one-tier membership. Unlike someone else, we'll get into that a little bit later. It is a one-tiered membership priced at five nine nine a month. Now, what do you get for GTA Plus? That's right. It is a tiered subscription for their online game. Uh, what we know is, is that you get a monthly delivery of half a million in-game money to spend on whatever you like. Okay? Um, and I, I think that's pretty much it. And then there's like some discounts for some other services you can get online in the game. Uh, but it's basically almost kind of like, if you guys remember the shark cards, I think is what they sell, right? It's basically like subscription shark shark cards like that that's all it really is um and it's it's exclusively on ps5 and xbox so previous gens don't have access to this i guess um and this is on this is on the heel of them doing the next gen updates or releases that they did you know a couple of weeks ago so yeah it's, it's a lame subscription service guys what do you feel about gta plus are you going to be Getting this, grabbing this, you, do you see the value in it? What are your thoughts? It's hot dumpster trash, man. <laughs> hot dumpster trash? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't have a problem with it. GTA 5 Online is completely free to download. Um, This, to me, doesn't feel any different than, say, like a Battle Pass. I know Battle Passes go on um, longer than a month. Well, the but... the next-gen ones aren't free. They are. I I eventually they won't be though. I, I don't know. I downloaded GTA Online. You, it, it's it's yeah. online is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like now it like is for release. The first three weeks or three yeah. months or whatever. Yeah, and then and then and then they get and they charge for it. So, well, still, it's it's Battle Pass esque. Um, yeah. I, I know you kind of went over some of the rewards. From what I read, it was you know uh, also a unique like supercar. And mm -hmm. I'm sure there's going to have things that, you know, only subscribers will have in terms of like clothing or accessories. It, it doesn't bother me. Like if you're subscribing to this GTA, then is probably one of your only and definitely your main game. So like, so what's the issue? You know, yes, they could give it to you for free, but you know, if you weren't buying this, you'd be buying shark cards to help make up for it. So it, it doesn't bother me. I'm, I don't even play GTA online, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is like it's lame because it's like a non-value add. This just makes it a little bit cheaper for the whales. 
so to speak, yeah. in that terminology. But yeah. for anyone else that is maybe casual or thought about jumping into this, it, it really provides no value, really. You know, unless you're like someone where you're like, maybe you're someone that's new and you have a bunch of friends that play this and you want to jump into it and have it be your main game and you want to catch up quicker because that, that half a million you get a month extra can help with that. But still, that's like, you know. I'll say it also doesn't feel like it hurts you at all if you don't get it. That's like the thing. It feels yeah, a, a little bit null and void. You know, it's a nice little bonus. Right. You play it, but yeah. 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 Um, lame stuff from Grand Theft Auto again. Uh, when, when are we getting six? Any, any more news about that? <laughs> no. no. News out of number six. Breath of the Wild 2, the follow-up to Zelda Breath of the Wild. The only game ever made, at least is how it's talked about by some people. Uh, its sequel has been delayed <laughs> until spring of 2023. Oh, no. It hurts, man. I mean, this was supposed... I was looking forward to this game, not only because I love Breath of the Wild, but I was looking forward to this game shutting up all these freaking Elden Ring people. And now I have to wait a whole nother year before I can get it. I mean, unbelievable. That's... They'd still be shut up by then, so. I mean, at least Breath of the Wild 2 will not have a shot at Game of the Year. Now that it's coming out, it got scared, pushed itself into the next year. It saw Elden Ring. Uh, No, this is fine. I mean, you want the best game possible, so who really cares? You know, this this year is packed. This year is packed. Now, I would have one more year at this point. I would have loved to see it come out this year just to kind of, like I said, 2022, I think is going to be one of the best years ever. I think this would have been like, you know, Elden Ring's already proven it's rated as one of the best games ever. I think Breath of the Wild 2 also would have been rated like that. So it would have been nice to see two, like, monumental games come out within the same calendar year, along with, like, God of War and maybe, like, one or one or two other surprises that we don't know about yet. So I would have liked right. to see it this year just for that factor, you know, the wow factor of 2022. But it's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know what? In the long run, you're right. They push it to next year. They got a better shot because all these other games – they got to compete against Starfield anyway. They're not going to win against that. Right, right. Starfield. Who's out of number seven? A new PlayStation Plus was announced. Now, I'm getting this information from the PlayStation blog, so bear with me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but PlayStation Plus, they've announced a new three-tier system. You have your PlayStation Plus Essential, your PlayStation Plus Extra, and your PlayStation Plus Premium. Okay. Mm. Now your essential. It's uh, what is essential? It's PlayStation Plus, right? Yes. It's PlayStation Plus. Yes. So PlayStation Plus essential. It is nine ninety nine a month, fifty nine ninety nine a year. Then you have your PlayStation Plus extra, which is, provides all the things of essential, as well as it says a catalog of up to four hundred of the most enjoyable PS four and PS five games including blockbuster hits. This is pretty much just a fusion of PS Plus and it's, PS it's, Now. Yes, 100%. It's it, That's it. So, you know, 15 a month there, 100 bucks a year, yeesh. And then you have your PlayStation Plus Premium, which is the other two, and it off, also offers some cloud streaming access to some original PlayStation 2, PSP, Woo. and PS4 games, and time-limited game trials, right? And that is... Um, uh, $18 a month, $120 a year. So, um, you know, you get your, I think it says 340 additional games uh, on top of and the 400 you would get with the PlayStation Plus Extra. 
And that and that was cloud streaming just for PS3 games. For, yeah, for original PS2 or for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP. And well, the cloud streaming is for the PS3. Uh, the PS1, PS2, and PSP will also be able to get downloaded. Like PS. Okay. Yeah, because PS3 has that weird architect that yeah. you know they don't want to emulate because it would take too much. Yeah, exactly. Effort, clarif- apparently. Yeah. Good clarification because it makes it seem like the way they wrote it. Right. That it's clouding for all, but it's yeah, PlayStation 3 games are available only via cloud streaming. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I know more I know more than PlayStation Blog. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is their um Xbox Game Pass competitor that they're saying is not an Xbox Game Pass competitor. I saw a, a magazine write that this isn't an Xbox Game Pass competitor. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is wrote by a dumb person, because it clearly <laughs> is. Um, guys, what do you think about the PlayStation Plus tiered membership system? Do you think you're getting value for that 60, that 100, and that 120? I mean, are you getting value? Yeah. Is it great? Maybe. But, like, I, I don't know. I just think... They can do better. They can do better. Now, they said the reason that their new releases aren't included in that is because they basically believe that being a part of this membership would compromise the quality of their first party releases, um, which is a that's a weird way to that's that's weird. Yes, it's a weird yes. way to state something. Right. Um, do you think Game Pass has made their tier one or whatever you just said kind of games worse? Well, I mean, feels, Xbox yeah. did that, <laughs> but no, Game Pass is... Uh, yeah, Xbox made the games worse, not the Game Pass, <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're coming around, I, wanna hate, I, I don't want to hate on Xbox, because obviously Forza was amazing, I know Gears 5, it doesn't matter. We're talking PlayStation here. Uh, right, I'm just saying, what, like... What, what was the question, Jeremy? Do I think it's good value? What, well, yeah, do you, well, first, yeah, do you think it's just good value in general, and then comparatively to a Game Pass? Um, Somewhat? Okay. I guess I don't know. We don't know what their library of games are going to be for the PS1, PS2, and PSP. They didn't tell and you PS3. that. They? No. they did not tell you what the library is going to be. If it's really good classics, like throughout, then I think maybe because when you look at it, um, but buying it for a month is is a ripoff. That's not good value. You're paying like nineteen or like you said, eighteen dollars a month for it. But if you buy it for a year at 120, that actually is a pretty decent value in my mind because Game Pass, um, you can't, you don't get a discount for buying Game Pass uh, more than one month at a time, right? You know, so at the end of the day, Game Pass is costing you 180 dollars a year, no matter what. You can buy them in three month intervals, mm-hmm. but you there's no discount. It's 45 dollars for the Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. Um, so if you get this, I don't even know what the last one's called now. PlayStation what? Uh, uh premium play, playstation uh, premium right if you get that all at one time 120 dollars, maybe depending on the library it sucks that they're not putting their new releases on there because that's the main draw of game pass it's it's what gives it so much value so but if you're a playstation only fan i think this is decent enough to subscribe to mm-hmm. how about you uh, I think oh, I need I need to learn more, but I think it's a joke. I I, I don't want to pay $120 so you can say we're going to give you access to PlayStation 3 games and all this other stuff, and then the games are freaking Naughty Bear or <laughs> uh, or Lost Odyssey. Like, right. like you can peruse Play PS Now's uh, game library. It has Horrible. way it has way more games than Xbox Game Pass, and they're all way worse. 
Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I went on there one yeah, week and I, uh, checked out, I, I I looked at every single game and there was yeah. like one that I wanted to play. So um, yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued by the PSP games though because I love PSP. Like there's mm. so many good classics on there, but I don't think they're gonna give me what I want. I want Final Fantasy Tactics that's owned by you know Square Enix. They're not gonna put that on there. I right. want uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. I'm probably not gonna see. There's a lot of really good games on that system, but yeah, until I see them. You know, I'm not going to subscribe until I see the uh, the membership or the uh, games that pop up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got to see the games. We got to see all of them. Got to figure out. And then, like, again, the whole weird, oh, we don't want to compromise the integrity of what does that mean about your what about that? What does that mean about your membership system? Then, If you think making your first party games available on your membership system compromises their integrity, like it doesn't. How good the games made are based upon other factors, not the distribution method. Right. Right. It wasn't until X. You can argue that it wasn't until Xbox came with the Game Pass that the first party games started getting good. So I, I don't understand, you know. Right. Uh, and then news item number eight, the last one, E3 was canceled. Um, they decided to kill it with fire this year. It will not be available online or in person. Um, guys, I think when we talked about before about the Game Awards, we had came to a consensus that no matter how hard we try to delude ourselves, it's not as good as E3. Um, yes. And so E3's been canceled, man. <laughs> what you guys? What do you guys take away? Everyone's doing their own thing. I, what's What's the point? What's the point? I guess. I, I think there was some point to it. I think, obviously, Nintendo can do their own thing. Ubisoft can do their own thing. But there was a real opportunity for smaller developers and indies to like, hey, show us on something, please, you know, have us on the show floor, have our demos out there. And people could see games that way, you know, and they could get press that way because all the press was there. Now, you know, I know Nintendo showcases some indies and these other people do that, but it feels like an end of an era, obviously, which kind of sucks because I grew up, you know, really excited about E3 before it was, you know, on the internet, I would wait for the magazines to come in for that month and be like, oh, man, everything's shown. It was exciting. So um, I'm sure, you know, like you said, David, everyone does their own thing. Around that time, Nintendo's going to do a Nintendo Direct, Ubisoft, EA. But I don't know. It just feels kind of like a sad moment. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, started letting you know it was all great until they started letting these freaking YouTubers and stuff go. <laughs> yeah, once they opened it up to the public. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's why you got to leave things only for the elites, guys. All right. <laughs> that ends the morning announcements, which means we're going to move on to the roundtable where we have a singular topic of discussion that we discuss. And that's not quite the case this time because we have a overall topic, mm. which is overrated, underrated gaming topics or ideas or things that are in gaming. But within that, we have five topics. And what are we doing here? We're talking about which one we believe is overrated or underrated and why guys it's been a while since we've been able to offer some hot takes <laughs> some bold takes and some hot opinions fueled by emotion and not information i'm looking forward to it <laughs> well, we got it we got it we got it so let's 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 start off with these topics and then we got a list here i'm gonna mix it up a little bit okay 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 and the one thing the first thing we're going to touch on is something that we kind of touched on a little bit in the in the morning announcements which is elden ring from software's newest darling has been put out there right we said we kind of were saying before that it felt like a niche that has grown to sustain 
this company and the games they kind of put out. So let's let's talk about or let's give our our, our opinions on from software. Is from software overrated or underrated, and why? Who who wants to take it? <laughs> um, I'll take it first. Go on, Jeremy. Okay. Because I already put out a video and a TikTok mocking these people that tell you to get good playing games where you just have to recognize boss patterns, boss fight patterns. That's all it is. I, I contain that's still all it is. I believe that From Software is overrated. Okay. <sighs> Why is it overrated? For one, not great storytellers. Okay. I feel like that's a big uh, uh, skill you got to have. They're lore masters. That's great. Bungie's also lore masters, and they blow. We've said they blow, right? <laughs> so, yeah, from software, not able to tell compelling narratives. Are they able to do world building? Yes, they're one of the greats at doing world building, okay? I'll give them that. As far as their um, approach to combat, it's good. It's well thought out. It's not innovative, Okay. And so you can have combat that is good, is fair, but it's not innovative, okay? And then um, lastly, they spawned this whole gaggle of people that think because I know how to recognize boss patterns that I'm a great gamer. No, you just recognize boss patterns after you've died the 17th time to the boss. That's all it is, okay? So overall, from software, overrated. That's me. Whew, okay, if I could, if I could jump in before you, Jeremy. Sure. Go, go. What uh, you got, Jeremy? Uh, your points were mostly valid, but I think you took a little bit too much of like the outside world into factors. You know, mm. the people around from software. It spawned this. It spawned this. Like, as for from software, I think they're underrated a little bit because all they do is put out game of the years. That's all they do. And they put them out pretty frequently. We had just talked about like there was like a three-year gap between Sekiro and Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Elden Ring is a literally 60 to 100-hour RPG. And you said they don't do good storytelling. So you're playing an RPG that's not – I'm not going to say bogged down because I love stories and games. But it's not extended by massive cutscenes or huge story dumps. Like it's really just gameplay and that's – and discovery – and that's what you're doing in this game. So, like, to make a game three years after their other game that won Game of the Year, it's amazing because, like, you don't see this with any other company. CD, CD Projekt Red, how long does it take them between games to come out? You know, it was four or five years in between Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk, and it'll probably be another four or five years. Um, same thing with, like, Bethesda, this, uh, the Elder Scrolls team. H how long have we been waiting? Ten years? You know, I, I think they did Fallout in between right. that, but it's still – like these guys since the very beginning of their um souls you know life because i know they did armored core before that and a couple other games they've really been putting out like game of the year contenders and now they're winning them so um they're very close to being overrated you know because like you said who, who rates these people it's the fan bases you know that's that's where we're getting these ratings from and and they're obnoxious they can be very obnoxious but i think at the end of the day you look at a company that throws out a game every couple years and you know you're getting some of the highest quality, they should be looked at the same as, like, the Zelda team. Maybe even better, because every time Zelda team makes a game, game of the year, it takes them a little bit longer than From Software to make games. So it's it's incredible, incredible to me that they're pumping out games like this, and you know you're getting quality, and you know you're getting one of the best. 
I will so say a briefly, tad underrated. I will say briefly the fact that they did make the Armor Core games makes me like them a little bit more. Little right? Bit. <laughs> I've never played them. Are they real? I played, I played the first like one or two. They were they were really fun when I was little. They were really fun. Okay. All right. Big old mech shooting cannons. Cool. Were they difficult? Is that was that like what they nah. were leaning on? Nah. They were just fun. Okay. I wouldn't mind if they went back to that a little bit. Yeah. You know, like just a fun game mixed with like their stuff. Yeah. What's your thoughts, David? Uh, okay, so I've been debating this in my head while you guys have been talking, and I, I'm i going to have to go with underrated. Ooh. But I do agree with a lot. Pretty Well, I agree with everything Jeremy said. I also agree with everything you said, Corey, but it's also their fan base is happy with their games. Mm. So I guess that's good. Honestly, yes. and you know, until they do something like I guess CD Projekt Red, maybe then they'll be overrated. But I mean, as long as they're doing what their customers want, I, I guess that's all form. I don't agree with them. Like I don't agree with the no difficulty thing, and I don't agree with you know some other things. But I don't play them, so why why should my opinion matter? So like I, I think. Like when you look at like the hardcore fans, man, they say like, oh, there's uh, there's no game like from software games. And yes, from their perspective, very overrated, right? Very overrated from their perspective. It's not the only game you should play or you shouldn't have to get good. But like I think when you look at the media as a whole, I don't think from software is appreciated as much as some other companies, you know, as a as a top tier company like CD Projekt Red before Cyberpunk came out. Like that was like, hey, we know this game's gonna be one of the best of all time. Right. I don't think I don't think From Software has looked at that, looked like that from those people. So, well, we'll see what they do because Elden Ring is their Witcher three. Yeah, yeah. So how like, do they follow that up? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. right. So now they're in they're in the same space. See what and, they and do. they're and they're definitely with the big boys. Like Sekiro got them there because it was published by Activision at one game of the year. Probably sold a good number of copies. Mm-hmm. But this one, like you said, twelve million. Co- everyone's playing it. Even people that aren't interested in this type of gameplay. So they're really out there for everyone to kind of critique. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll see what they do. Uh, topic. The next topic: underrated or overrated? Electronic Arts. <laughs> oh. This, this uh, a video game publishing behemoth in electronic arts. Are they overrated or underrated? I'll start so this one off. I'll start okay. this one off. Um, I would easily say this company is the most hated company, right? Yep. So sure. that's why I got to say they're a little bit underrated, but it's not make them a good company. It does not make their games good. It's just they have such a reputation as the worst company possible and in so many aspects they do fit that but they do publish quite a few good slash unique games like david's favorite game of all time is an ea game right i don't know if it's your favorite but it's an ea game you know um jedi fallen order ea game you know they Titanfall 2, one of Jeremy's favorite EA game now you might say this is by accident or they just got one decent team but like I don't know. They do some stuff okay, and when you're that perceived as that vile and low, there's nothing to to do but look up, you know. So underrated, but not saying they're great. David, definitely overrated. <laughs> definitely yeah. overrated. Yeah. So while that 
you do make a point, Corey. It's just like they're that company that you don't want to deal with, but you know they put out good work. And that sucks. Like I just they're and they you said they're a big behemoth of a company, so of course, you know, going with them is a decent general plan. But they're they're just scum. Like a recent <laughs> thing happened with EA is there's a huge, huge 40-team tournament for Apex happening in Sweden, I think, if I remember correctly. And they originally weren't going to pay for all of the teams, the like the flights and the stay, whatever. It was only half the teams. And then a whole big uproar, and they're like, oh, oh okay, yeah, we'll, we'll pay for everybody. Like, why does a company that big, with that much money have to skimp out with not helping everybody that's going to be in that tournament, not only half of the people. Mm. So, and just, I just, I just hate hearing that name. It just irks me. EA, like, I don't, you don't see that when you play Apex or, you know, anything. <laughs> where you, I, you don't see it. I don't think about it, but yeah, it, they're, they're overrated. Like if someone can just take them out, it'd be great. Legally speaking. <laughs> now, here here's the here's the here's the problem. It's it says EA. Now, if it said Prince EA, I would say overrated. But it's just EA Electronic Arts. And unfortunately, I think they're underrated. And here's here's why. <laughs> here's why. Um EA is one of the only like larger publishers that will um more consistently put out different or interesting or unique games so activision will give you call of duty end yes um (laughs) ubisoft will give you assassin's creed or some variation of a game that's a ubisoft game that all they all generally mechanically kind of work the same end Right, EA will yeah they'll give you Jedi Fallen Order, but then they'll also give you Unravel Two, or A Way Out, or um you know other types of games like that. I'm trying to think. Uh, isn't Did um Dodge City or whatever the dodgeball one's called? Knockout City, yeah. Knockout, Knockout City, City. Yeah. but wasn't It Takes Two also an EA product? I. I don't know. I'm not sure myself. Um, so like, you know, EA will give you these these those types of games. And also what I'm thinking back on like previous older games, games games that are my favorites, like Freedom Fighters and stuff like that. Those were EA published games. You know, and, and yeah, it takes two was EA. So like those other companies aren't giving you games like that. And so as much as I hate EA as a company, and as much as I hate the the franchises they put out every year with the FIFAs and the Maddens and all of those, they do have this other little, you know, tan, you know, part over here, right? It wasn't until recently Battlefield was pretty decent. Right. And so, you know, I think EA generally underrated. And and just to clarify, the only reason they're underrated, I think, by me and Jeremy is because everyone hates them. And pretty yeah. much rightfully so. Like, if this was like a beloved company and like, hey, EA is the best. No, they are overrated because they're not the best. They do so many horrible, but people know they're horrible. So it's yeah. like uh, probably a little underrated. 
Yeah, people will hate EA more than the Ubisoft or an Activision when, from a game production-wise or publishing-wise, EA puts out better content. And from as far as we can tell, EA has a much healthier corporate culture. Right, right. So, you know, <laughs> I hate to do it. All right, we got EA out the way. It's next. Our next subject is one we also mentioned in morning announcements. GTA 5. Underrated? Or overrated, David. Start it off, buddy. I think the game itself is underrated because <laughs> people have been playing it for ten years and they're still having amazing time with it. It it does have new content, you know, more so often than not. And I mean, I know people that have met great people on that game it's just the company running it is making the game feel overrated mm-hmm. you know making penny pinching this and that and the other oh it's a new addition for this so it's another 20 bucks and so the game itself i th- i think is underrated let's mm-hmm. say uh I, I don't know i picked two underrated so uh is this also an underrated? I don't think it is. You know what? No game. <laughs> I know people are having fun, but this game's overrated. It's not 10 years worth of gameplay in it. And they keep pumping it out and charging you for it and doing small enhancements to say, hey, this is a better version of the previous one. Yes, and you should pay for it. No, you shouldn't. It's a 10-year-old game, and it and it was great. I it was that. great when it came out. It deserved you know, some of the 10 out of 10s and the high scores. It was really fun. It's time to move on. It's 10 years old. You know, this isn't an MMO. And, you know, GTA Online, I haven't played it in a while, but I played it at the beginning. It was pretty bare bones, and it's not like that anymore, but it's like, like it, it's time to move on. This game is is overrated as far of, as far of like, right now. It's overrated. I believe that GTA 5 is I believe we're allowed one of these in this list. Yes. Appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. I believe it is appropriately related. You said, "Hey, GTA 5 doesn't <laughs> have 10 years of content in it." Well, it does cuz it is. Okay? <laughs> it does cuz people are playing it. I didn't think Skyrim had 10 or 15 years of content in it, but it does cuz it is. Right? GTA 5 still from a technical like look perspective it holds up. It's not the best looking thing ever but it holds up. It's not terrible. Um you know the mechanic of playing the three characters. Those three characters are timeless. Incredibly well-written protagonists you get to go through that story with, right? Um all the things they did with GTA 5 with adding different uh, uh abilities to it, you know they added the first person mode later on after it was launched and all the different things like that, and talk about the single player component. You you add in that online component, then that makes it that makes the value and everything about it even more immense. Because you said it's not an MMO, but it kind of is in the way it functions in GTA <laughs> Online. It kind of is. You have this living person. You can buy cars and penthouses and go do bank heists and all the other things you can do. And you can constantly do that in this world that continues to evolve and change, based because of the player base continues to grow in some places and contract in other places. Um, I think GTA 5 is an appropriately rated game. And I think IGN had it maybe in this top 30 
maybe like I don't think it was in his top 20, but top 30. That feels like it's appropriately rated in that regard. So I have GTA 5 as appropriately rated. Okay. He forgot to tell us about that rule, David. Oh, what? The properly rated. He forgot to tell us about that. that. I didn't, yeah. That wasn't supposed to be me. <laughs> well, no, I'm I saying was, Jeremy forgot to tell us. I, I so forgot, we got screwed I over. forgot to tell them, even though you guys knew about it because you were also well, in the game with me. We're going to pretend like we didn't. Okay. Okay. Well, you still got chances. You got two. Oh, all right. Okay, right here. So next one is next one that uh, Corey put on here because Corey feels like insulting <laughs> someone. Shigeru no, Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto. Is he overrated or underrated or properly rated? Now, Corey, since you put this on here, give people a brief list and introduction <laughs> of Shigeru Miyamoto if they don't know who he is. I mean, everyone should know Shigeru Miyamoto. He, Miyamoto, he's the uh, godfather of gaming, pretty much. He brought it back from the brink when Atari destroyed it with E.T. He's the creator of Mario. Mm-hmm. The creator of Mario. The yeah. original creator. Like, the, the creative director. Like, it's amazing. He made a game that is so iconic, a franchise that is so iconic, that is going to live on for many, many lifetimes. And you don't get that with a lot of people. So um, he also made Zelda. Um, I'm sure he had his hands in a lot of other things, like maybe Metroid or Star Fox. I don't, I don't know exactly how much you know, he had for that, but he's a, he's a big higher up in Nintendo. And uh, he is very overrated right now. <laughs> very overrated. Now, his career spans uh, as long as the Nintendo does. You know, it's been over 30 years at this point. Uh, and most of it's been really good, but the later halves, in my opinion, have not been. Um, and for one decision that really makes me angry is he devalues story in games. And he actively fights against including stories in games like Mario. And that's disappointing because you see something like Paper Mario come, and I know the N64 one is beloved. And I think the GameCube one is pretty uh, beloved as well. And you see kind of those get worse and worse as they go on. And I remember reading interviews where he's like, hey, tone down the story. Don't put so much of that in there. Let the gameplay, you know, speak for itself. And that is good in theory. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's hurt these games. And, um, yeah, I think it's time for him to retire. You know, old man, uh, respect him. I would love to meet him and take a picture with him. I would never tell him to his face that I think he's overrated a little bit. <laughs> but, but right now, yeah, he's overrated. He's overrated. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But Sir, it's also very interesting that you called him an old man before you said, I, res- I don't want to disrespect him. I mean, I got to call him like I see him. The guy's probably in his, his late 70s. At this Mans point. are old mans. Yeah. Okay. Large, <laughs> large amount of disrespect there. Um, no, no disrespect. Da- Love da- the man. David, what's your ratings of Shigeru Miyamoto, the godfather of Nintendo? Um, I don't know, man. Like, Making Mario and Legend of Zelda, like like Corey said, those are just two amazing series of games that we've had for 30 years. And everyone knows about those two. Everybody, mm-hmm. if you game, you at least know about them. Whether you play them or like them or hate them, it's in your head. But um, I, I don't I, – I guess I'll call the – Appropriately rated. I'll use Miyamoto. My... Nice. Okay. Appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's. I'm, I'm. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. 
with with Shigeru Miyamoto, for me, very simple. Guy's overrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you did you did some great stuff back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, as much as you know, Shigeru Miyamoto is the guy. You know, um, uh, you know, we're, the late great Owada. You know, he played a huge part in Nintendo's growth and the whole vision of what that was. Um, and you know, yeah, like you said. He he's kind of always undervalued story, always been over gameplay. There hasn't been enough innovation in that area, I think, um, uh, you know, for it to be. I mean, they're good, but, you know, they're, they're good. Mario's good. Mario Odyssey <laughs> was fantastic. Right. And obviously the Zeldas and all that stuff are fantastic. But I do feel like. His his the age of his philosophy is is catching up to his how he designs his games um and and from that perspective now Ishiguro Miyamoto of now I believe is overrated because they're saying hey this guy was that guy that came up with Mario nah it's not we've had Mario for 30 years <laughs> so you know he's not he's not he's not pre-Mario Miyamoto he's post-Mario Miyamoto so I get it I got overrated and then the last final one Xbox Game Pass now, we've said several times this is the best value in gaming. So if we're talking about underrated or overrated, what do you guys view of Xbox Game Pass? I view it as properly rated. I yeah. saved it for this one because it's the best value in gaming. I don't think it's underrated. Everyone knows how good it is. Everyone that has an Xbox should be subscribed to it. Mm -hmm. um, as we said, it does day one games for Xbox you know, own studios, which is huge value. And there's a lot of other AAA games that go on there. Heck, um, day one PlayStation games are coming out there with MLB The Show. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a good variety of racing, fighting, indie, strategy. Um, and it's not overrated because it's it's $10 a month. And you're getting much more value than $10 a month. If you play two uh, full games to completion. That's sixty dollars each. That's one hundred and twenty bucks worth of value. So all you got to do is beat two games a year to even feel like it's worth it. And even if you don't, you get to try a whole bunch of games because they're always adding stuff on there. It is properly rated, and I don't know how you two are going to decide what it is for you, but uh, I'm excited to listen. David, you want to take or you want me to? Yeah, I can go. Um, all right. For me, it's easily. Even though Corey said, you know, everyone knows about it, no one knows, everyone knows how great it is. I'm going with underrated mm -hmm. because for the same points, you can try hundreds of games, ten bucks a month. It's cheaper than you know the eighteen bucks a month or the hundred and twenty, you know, whatever. And what was I? What was I going to say? Yeah, and we compare it to a lot of things, or we compare a lot of things to it. And for it to always come up as a discussion and for it to always be recognized as a great thing, what for like first day releases, stuff like that, you you we can't get better. And until we do, then it'll be overrated. I think it's underrated. Fairly cool. said, man. Fairly said. Yeah. Xbox Game Pass for me, again, we've said before. The best value in gaming. This thing is clearly overrated, and I'll tell you why. Okay? <laughs> oh, the, no. the reason, the reason oh, why, no. the reason why it's overrated is because well, let's talk about the full components of it. Okay, Xbox just started making good games a year ago. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gears Five came out a few years ago, and that was pretty decent. But really, they just came out, and they also came out with Forza Horizon Four a couple years before that. But besides that, they've not really had a lot of good games on there, dude. They've all their good games have been their older games. So if we're comparing it to something like a PlayStation Plus Plus or a PlayStation Plus Plus Premium Plus, right? Like it, it, you're gonna have those games comparable you know like i was able to play bloodborne you know on my on my ps now slash plus uh, extra plus and so i was able to play that on there and so you'd be able to play comparably as good as games oh well wait a minute xbox hasn't made a comparably as good as game in the past five years up until recently now you know you talk about the new release games that are coming out yeah you got oh, okay i can't wait to play the one to possibly three new games they release a year <laughs> that are going to be trash because Microsoft is over them, right? They lucked out with Halo. They lucked out. Okay, don't forget. And I understand I made Halo Infinite my, my game of the year last year. Don't forget the public. <laughs> the public made them wait a year to put it out. That's that's the instinct. That's the guttural instinct of Microsoft is to rush out subpar, horrible games. Okay. <laughs> That's what so 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 you guys are looking forward to whatever their 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 new releases are going to be coming out with. You guys are looking forward to that. Get prepared. You get day one access to crappy first party games. Okay. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Can't wait to see Starfield. Okay. That's going to be excellent. All right. Now until they start putting out more consistent games, two three years down the line, and they're good first party games comparable to a PlayStation, then that's why I think the Game Pass will be more properly rated but until then it's overrated man there are these old <sighs> games on there fusion frenzy i mean fusion you're frenzy one, you're picking one out of a couple it's, hundred it's, games now it's not just I, their games that are first day releases you're right they also get games like the medium and <laughs> and the falconeer and, you know and what i'm saying Back for blood uh, Wild West or Weird West is coming out. Uh, Crusader Kings on counts. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna 100 disagree with you, Jeremy. Like, there's not a, been a lot from Microsoft that I've been really excited for day one. But I think they pump it full of so many other experiences from other developers. For me, it makes it properly rated. There's a lot of games that I wanted to buy, and I find out they're on Game Pass, and it's like, whoa! Instead of paying twenty dollars. I've now got to try this game for my $10 subscription, but you know, right. Uh, you can say I, too I almost did go with overrated though, because games leave game pass and that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Guys, that's the round table. <laughs> underrated, overrated. You let us know what you thought about underrated or overrated or properly rated, properly rated. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will be back with a very special, and I do mean special, Was It Worth It? This level of the Thoughts and Players podcast was made possible by your support. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to like, rate, and share the show, as well as contribute to our community questions and segments. Doing so helps the show grow, keeps our content engaging, and most importantly, makes sure your voice is heard. Thanks for tuning in. And now, back to the show. And we are back with more thoughts and players. We're moving on to our favorite segment and your favorite segment. Was it worth it? And for this, was it worth it? We are doing retrospectives. That's right. Each of us has a game we believe was worth it 
and wasn't worth it. And we may not have had the opportunity to talk about them on the pod, so we want to make sure we take the opportunity to do that now. Again, we each have two games, one worth, one not worth. Gentlemen, who would like to start off this special Was It Worth It? Are we going to do both of ours, or each of us do a was, and then each of us do a wasn't? How about we both start off with one we think was worth it, and then we will go back and then do one we thought okay. wasn't. All right, I'll, I'll start then. That's fine. Um, like that. So at first, uh, when we discussed this topic just less than an hour ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to pick some really old school games. And I'm like, no, that's not good, because what, what are people going to get from that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick two games that actually you could buy today. You could play on a current-gen console. And, you know, you might not have thought about buying them. My first one is the was it worth it, the, the was worth it. And that is, uh, it's a Switch exclusive, which my was not worth it was also a Switch exclusive. But uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. This game came out July 26, 2019. So a little bit before we started this podcast. Um, never had a really a chance to talk about it on this podcast. But, man, I love this game. This was for sure my game of the year in 2019 it is a huge um strategy rpg and i like strategy rpgs maybe not as much as jeremy but i do find them super appealing and this one has those really nice anime graphics not the best graphics in the world you know it is a switch game but um really really fun characters you know it starts off and you can pick one of three houses pretty much you're a teacher there and you can join like one of three clans and they each have a different leader and each of them have a different story which is kind of cool and in this like clan that you pick the house um a whole bunch of characters that you interact with i would say anywhere from like 10 to 15 that you get to know their backstories their life stories you know their their problems um and there's two other houses you can play if you want to so there's like 60 characters and fire emblem is a is a tough strategy rpg because it has that permadeath so if you lose somebody that you've grown attached to you lose them permanently and you never get them back so uh just a really really fun game great story um super long i think it took me like 80 hours to complete and if i'm playing a game for 80 hours you know it was (laughs) it's it's one of my favorites so I did complete it. Only the one house, too. I didn't even play the other two houses. But uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch still widely available. You can buy it today. Um, if you're in the strategy RPGs, pick this one up. It is so good. Very right. nice. David, what you got right. up for your was it worth it? Okay, so my game is older, but you, you, you can still get it if you want it. And I'm sure people who still have access to it Still bring it out and play it every once in a while. And I'm talking about Rock Band. All right. Mm. The song list in that game was insane because you could download so, so many of them. And there's nothing more fun than having a couple friends over and everyone's just jamming out. It was an amazing game. Like I said, like I could hook up my Xbox 360 and just go at it again. I have like... 200 songs on that thing it's just it's just really fun even if i just wanted to sit there and do medium or really try again and do expert there's a huge range and definitely it was definitely worth it all the money for all the songs the game itself the equipment worth it easy yeah oh i uh, no, no, I was just going to compliment him on the pick. I had Rock Band uh, when it came out, even at that price tag, because it was expensive, right? 
when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great party game, though. Wasn't a $60 game. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, what I'm going to talk about is also one that you could play now, your heart so desired. Um, I meant we, I've talked about in Disney, was it worth it for the sequel of the game very early in the pod's history? Couldn't do it for this game because it came out beforehand, but I am going with Mountain Blade Warband. Mm. There's actually been uh, some times where I've actually wanted to play Warband more than uh, Bannerlord, um, just because, you know, for some reason there's a bit of nostalgia there with it as well. But yeah, Warband is kind of another one of those huge, I want to say open world RPG-ish, but also like battle war sim games mushed and mashed up in the one. The, the customization you can do with it, all the mods you can get for it. You can get mods that are like Game of Thrones themed. You get mods that are Star Wars themed, Lord of the Ring themed. Um, is it jank? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Almost half the games, <laughs> I, half the games I love are jank. Um, and that definitely has some jank to it, but it is still um, just gets so many hours of, of of joy and content out of it, and so uh, yeah, definitely was it worth it? Mountain Blade, Martin Blade Warband. I think it's like twenty dollars now. I think, but it might be less uh, since they count with uh, Banner Lord. But yeah, definitely wasn't worth it. Love love that game. Yeah. Great game. Um, for me, my was not worth it game. Uh, let's just say it was the best of weeks and it was the worst worst of weeks. This game actually came out a week uh, before Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is really weird. And it was also a Switch exclusive. It came out July 19th, 2019. So uh, I started off horrible with that week, and then I got Three Houses, and I was very happy. But this game was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. So um, Mm. don't know if you guys were fans of the original X-Men Legends, and then they made Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Man, those were some fun arcadey like action RPGs. It felt like there was so much lore, so much love put into them, all these different costumes, um, different things that we had never seen on screen on like video games before, all these different villains. So much fun, those old school games. And going back to them, you would feel like, man, these just aren't as good as I remember. And if you want to feel like that, just play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 because they didn't switch anything up. It feels extremely dated it feels like exactly what i remember from those games and at the time those games were fine you know it was couch co-op it was a good time but man we've moved on a little bit you know i need a little bit more depth i need better graphics i need better level design Mm -hmm. like this ain't it chief this is not a great game at all um the character roster was cool it was fine um they had some really weird leveling up system if i remember correctly i did not i played about halfway through i didn't play the whole game though because i did not like it but um it was something like where you unlock a new character, they start at like level 10, say, like the base level that all characters start at. That's fine when you're first unlocking guys, but when you're about 50% of the way through and your Doctor Strange is level 30 and you unlock Venom at level 10, you, you can't play Venom because everyone's now up to level 30. Like you can't get him to that point anymore. So it felt like just. And that's what killed it for me, because I could not try out these new characters. That's my favorite part about these games, trying out every new character you unlock. And it was nearly impossible. Um, Yeah, just a super dated game. Like I said, Switch exclusive as well as Three Houses was. So really weird week for me. But this game was not worth it in the slightest. And I did buy it digitally. And I regret that. Very much regret it. The downfall of digital. 
Yes. All right. So mine isn't necessarily a game, but it is pertaining to a game. Now, I'm sure we've all played Wii Sports, and it is a lovely game. Mm -hmm. But I also had all the accessories that came, you could not, it didn't come with it. You could purchase separately, so you can actually play tennis and actually hit the ball (laughs) in baseball. And sucker. Because. My my mom got me that set of stuff, oh. so I, I used it when I lived at her house. But like, there's no point. It's just more weight on the controller, which isn't that much. But it it was a waste. Doesn't add anything. Doesn't help anyway. It just makes you look more silly than you already did. The immersion. You, did, you didn't feel like a Venus or Serena Williams. The immersion. The Not at racket. all. Like, I no. wish I did. I wish I, I felt know, he, that empowerment, but I felt nothing. He felt like King Richard after he had to deal with the accessories on top of the controller. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it wasn't worth it. I still have them. Ah. Don't use them. I was going to be collectors someday. Yeah. Maybe. They're so dusty and open. And... <laughs> Yeah. I might get a dollar for him. We're down well, to our last one, Jeremy. What do you got? Well, I tell you what. I wish that um, I was I I got a dollar or paid only a dollar or something for this game of which is my was it not worth it? Okay. Um, that is a little game, and I don't recall if I ever mentioned this game on the podcast before. Um, but a Xbox exclusive game, which was the Bruce Lee game. <laughs> no, you have not. This, this, whoever, whoever made this game, jump into a lake of fire. Okay. <laughs> just do it. Just do it now. Oh my God. I know this game came out 20 something years ago. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still with us, do it now. Um, this game again was a total crash, a uh, cash grab and slander of Bruce Lee's legacy. All the what the laws and all that stuff were taken from various movies, but they were imported terribly. Um, the fighting felt horrible. The fighting felt horrible. And do you know when this game came out? This game came out, I believe, one to two years after Jade Empire, which had incredible martial arts uh combat in it as an as an rpg and I'm, you know in my kitty head i'm thinking oh well if they can do that with jade empire bruce <laughs> lee is going to be slamming dude and it was <laughs> terrible it was one of the worst experiences i've ever had playing video games okay i cannot believe that game came out on the same platform as the elder scrolls 3 moral one but it did <laughs> okay and i bought it way before at full price compared to moral one i stumbled in the moral one okay this one i was like oh a bruce lee game say what and i went ahead and bought it all right but it was terrible it was not worth it it almost completely bankrupt xbox i'll say it i don't know if it's true but i feel like it probably did <laughs> Just, just absolutely oh wasn't God. worth the time or the thought. I just can't believe that that game existed. And I ever played it. Can't believe it, man. Just can't believe it. It's a good. Those thing. are, those are our. Was it? Oh, you have no idea, bud. 
we get done with this, I want you to go YouTube that game. All right. <laughs> that is that is it for our was it worth and was it not worth retrospectives, which of course means we're moving on to game time. And for this game, we are playing there and back again. Now, if you guys don't remember, there and back again is simple. Kind of. You come up with a topic, and we have to go naming things in that topic back and forth. You've got about, I think, three seconds to -hmm. think of something, and if we don't, we get anked out. We get buzzed out. Okay? So I think before we did, what, three? Was it three topics? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're going to do three topics this time about. All right? So um, I know most of the time... This will let you guys know, a little peek behind the scenes. Most of the time, we talk about what the three topics are going to be. Now, we were going to do that during the break, and then just forgot. Yes, we did. So (laughs) we're going to be freestyling these topics, which means we're all going to do pretty terribly. But heck, it should make for a good time. Now, I've got a topic. I've got a topic in my mind right now that may be easy, may not be easy. Okay. Easy or more fun. I was going to say topic one would be Zelda games. Sounds good. Oh, God. Oh, All right. God. <laughs> Let's go. All right. All right. So um, since I started, since I got the topic, I'll start it off. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Zelda Twilight Princess. David? <laughs> Ocarina of Time. Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, Zelda Majora's Mask. Damn it. Uh, Zelda <laughs> Link's Awakening. Mmm, nice. Very nice. Don't, don't. <laughs> You're wasting time, Z- Jeremy. Z- Zelda and the uh, Goblet of Fire. Okay, I don't, I got, <laughs> I don't got it. I don't got it. Really? Uh, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda. That's it. The original. Yeah. Uh, did we say a link from the past? I mean, that's on you, bro. No, that's we didn't what? say that. Yeah, you can't just tell him. Well, he said, <laughs> well, he said but, he, but you didn't say it before. Okay, so we would have asked him if we had said it. Like, yeah. that was the official. Yeah. Okay, Zelda 2. That's the official name. Um, Zelda Twilight Princess? I said it already. I did say that. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like this was made for me. I had six yeah, that was seven more, six or seven more Zelda games. Yeah, I don't know all of them. Wasn't, wasn't there a, was there a oh, spirit, Hyrule spirit, Calamity? Tra- spirit Tracks. Uh, what about Link's, HD? Link's Crossbrowing, Bow Adventure. Wasn't there ever just a Zelda HD? Wasn't there ever one called that? I don't, I don't think, think so. Did we do we hit all the main Zelda games? Zelda one, Zelda two. Yeah. I think Link to the Past was three. Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Twilight, Skyward Sword. We did not say that. Oh, so there was a mainline Zelda. Um, okay, I I'm looking at something right now in my room, and uh, we can keep it Nintendo themed if we want. Now uh, we can decide this right now together. Do you want to do Mario Kart power ups or super like Mario power ups in the game? Like his own power-ups that he would hit out of a block. I feel like I want to do the Super Mario power-ups. Just regular Mario, not Mario Kart. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, and this is from all Mario games, not his not his sports or kart spin-offs. 
right. you know, like okay. strikers, like a power shot. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go first. Uh, the mushroom. All right, the uh, fire flower. The star. Mm, the ice flower. Um, the the red the the tail. What is that? The tail. The one that makes them like fly. We 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 need something a little more specific. The the raccoon tail. Yeah, we were looking for Tanuki. Right, but nobody knows what that is. <laughs> well, raccoon tail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the cape. The cape Ooh. is good. Wow. Um, I will go with the frog suit. Oh, that's a good one. Um, his hat in the uh, what is that? The, <laughs> the Mario Odyssey hat. Uh, yeah, that counts. <laughs> yeah. Next, we're gonna be saying his mustache. Um, the Yoshi power up. Oh, that's good. Uh, Mega Mushroom. Ooh, I'm out. I got nothing. Ah, okay. Well then, I've got um, the fi- the fire, the fire flower. Yeah, that was my first one. Oh, Already, been, I mini mushroom, the bee suit, uh, the spring suit, cloud suit. There's you know what? Of... You're cheating. You're naming all these mushrooms, right? A... <laughs> they're not mushrooms, but yeah, they're they're variants. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, do you have a topic? Uh, yes. Dead by Daylight uh, Killers? Oh, God, no. There's only like 13 <laughs> of those. Well, um, you'd be the only one to get them. That's very true. No, I wanted to do uh, woman leads in games. Ooh, oh, just okay. just what we did something close to this before, but it was all minorities. Yeah. So women leads is even more specific. All right. So specific. I, won't, I, I won't have to mumble black man, black man. Right. <laughs> right. Just gotta say the woman uh, part. Like, that's uh, right, woman, woman, woman. All right, uh, I'll start off since it was mine. I'll start with uh, control. Mm. I'm gonna do Tomb Raider. Uh, so we're just naming the games. Dang. The Last of Us Two. There is one Tomb Raider. The Last okay. of Us Two. Okay. Okay. Um, Resident Evil. When you pick mm. Jill. Good. I'm um, about to not get knocked out right here. Dishonored too. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. She's a named character, and she's the canon, the canon version. Uh, I don't know that one. I'll knock myself out, but I, I am in the right here. I already won twice, so I feel good. Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Resident Evil Three. Oh, just you can name multiple from a franchise. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go with um, the original, The Last of Us prequel. The what? The Last of Us prequel. The because he- the, the Last heck- of Us prequel had Ellie and it had a girlfriend in it. That's Last of Us Two. No, the Last oh, of Us Two has the, Abby. The, oh, Left Behind. You're talking about the add-on to oh, the Last. Yeah, of that's us. that's a good one actually. Yeah. yeah, that's Left Behind. Yeah. DLC's yeah. a little. Hmm. All right, David. Say, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Okay, so all I've got to do is just outname Resident Evil. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> right. Or every um, Tomb Raider. 
That's right. I could do more Tomb Raiders. No, instead, <laughs> I'm going to do the expansion of Uncharted that had the two ladies in it. I mean, <laughs> I forgot what it was called. I can look it up real quick. It's like I'm, it, I'm it, the judge. I'll give it to you. It's the okay. Lost Legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what about Bayonetta? Nice. Okay. Okay. Ah, Two points what, to Gryffindor. There you go. Metroid, then. You know, Metroid. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Metroid. What was the one that was just released? Well, I know Metroid Prime. Yeah, yeah. I know Metroid Dread. That's the one that just came out. Oh, that's the one that was just <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is Resident Evil 6. When you pick one of the females, you could be... Male or female? Okay. Wait, I'm who's going... the female in Resident Evil Six? Uh, you can play as uh, Sherry. Really? I thought I only had three protect. All right, Judge says it's okay. David knows Resident Evil more than me. Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> How about this? I'm gonna go with Forspoken. That game hasn't even came out yet, but we know uh, it's this coming is out. This is a travesty right here, and it's What's a female on? protagonist in it. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Running out here, actually. Yeah, you win. Really? Got it. Got it. You were right. You just had to outlast the Resident Evils. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Well, there you go. Um, there was a there was a girl from the Medium. That was another one. I didn't, I didn't say her name. All right. You got obviously a bunch of other ones. Who won that game? Huh? Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I did. Oh. Uh, okay, one out of three ain't bad, I guess. Yeah. All righty. So uh, there we go with Theron back again. Riveting stuff. Very fun. And now we're going to go to our power rankings for April. Now, last level, we did a thing where we kind of came into a consensus top five power rankings. We're going to switch it up a little bit this time. We're each going to have our top three power rank games for the month of April. So that way they could differ. They could be the same, um, but that, that's how we're going to do it this time around. So, for April's power rankings, your three, twos, and ones, I say we just go through rattle off and just kind of give a quick explanation of what we think uh, we have, why we have them rank where we do, looking at the games for April. Who wants to give their power rankings for the month of April? Yeah, I, I, I can go first if you want. I'm doing all three? Yeah. Okay, so um, first up, number three on the list is... The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. So mm-hmm. uh, the Stanley Parable is a game that came out on PC uh, many, 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 many moons ago. And I decided to wait for a council release. And it couldn't have been that far away, I thought. And now we are 10 years later. It's finally coming to council. And I'm excited to play it. Um, it also is coming to PC, so I think there's updates on it. Um, if anyone doesn't know what Stanley Parable is, it's a very narrative-driven game where uh, you have a guy speaking overhead kind of telling you what to do. And I think it's very meta, like, look at, like, hey, a game tells you to do this. Do you do this? And what happens when you don't? I don't know. I've never looked it up because I didn't want to be spoiled because it's such a story-driven game, but I'm excited to play it. Um, second on the list is uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Um uh, Wii Sports was, you know, um, an icon of a game. So we'll see if they can kind of re-give that love back. I don't know if they can. I feel like maybe it's gone a little bit, but mm. we'll see. 
And then number one, uh, not a game I'm going to buy, but I think it looks so good. <laughs> I'm not even a fan of this franchise, but uh, Star Wars. Is it that? Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lego games are were fun. You play enough of them, you get a little bored of them. This one has a change of perspective kind of behind the shoulders, so it looks like a more traditional action game. Um, it covers all nine movies in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, game oh, wow. game looks incredible. You know, and Lego games are pretty high quality. So uh, this one, very excited for. Not going to buy it, but, you know, good for Star Wars fans. And uh, an overall grade, I think we talked about giving an overall grade. I would actually give April probably a B-. minus. Uh, no super heavy hitters, but, you know, there's like three or four games here where I could potentially buy and enjoy Hmm. All righty. Um, you want to go? You want me to go? David, how about you hit it? All right. So my number three, I'm not interested in the game, but I know it's kind of been a minute, and is the uh, MLB mm. game. I, mm-hmm. I'm not on the the list right now, but it is. Where is it? MLB The Show 22. Yep. Looks like it uh, should you know, do okay for being a sports game. Yeah. And then my next one is where Vampire Masquerade Blood Hunt. Mm, yeah. And I looked at stuff real quick and it said it's a battle royale of vampires. And yeah. then, you know, that sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks really Love good. <laughs> but then number one is what I'm really excited for. Cause I know I'm going to be playing this a lot with my son is the switch sports. Mm. Yeah. That looks like it's going to be put into some heavy hours. Okay. Those are my top three. And as for the grade, honestly, I think it's like a C, C plus. Mm. Nothing great. Nothing, you know, horrible. Yeah. It's mid-tier. Um, looking at this list, so top three. Number three, I have ranked... Um, MLB The Show 22, it's usually a high-quality game, so, you know, that's a, that's a thing for me. I'll probably get it. It's going to be on Game Pass. I'll probably scoop it up. Um, number two, a game that did not review well, but it's the ultimate edition of it, and I'm, I was interested in it, and that is Godfall. Uh, mm. It was one of the launch titles. Uh, graphically, it was incredible-looking, but the game just didn't have a lot of oomph to it from a content perspective. Um, this is a chance I think to jump into it with its most content and probably its best optimized iteration. Um, so check that out. That comes out April 7th. And then number one is also for me, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Um, you know, it's Lego Star Wars. You know what you're going to get with those. They can sometimes range from really, really good to just average, but you're probably going to get what you want out of a game like that if you grab it. So um, I'd say that's my number one um, honorable mention. Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Was that being re-released on Switch April twentieth? That's cool. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for April and my power rankings. And of course, we are done with the power rankings. We are done giving our thoughts there, which means we are going to have it onto our final thoughts, where we make one last thought or well, point that we want to make. What about your monthly grade? Give us ah. your grade, Jeremy. My monthly grade, uh, I'm going to go D+. Plus. Jeez. This month blows, dude. 
I mean, I mean, it 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 blows, dude. I mean, I'm probably not buying any of those games, but you know, Do oh, Stanley Parable, have- I might. Yeah. Well, you said 2022 is gonna be like the greatest year for gaming, and none of that is coming out this month. I, I mean, mean, they look, all came out last month. Was amazing. Is it's a lot of month was. off. Yeah, it's a lot of month off, but a month off gets a D plus. I, I don't think it's a month off. Like, here's the deal. Like, there's still games that, like, I, I mean, you'll touch Lego Star Wars eventually, right? Possibly. You already said you're touching Mar- MLB and Switch Sports is kind of like a huge deal, you know? Like, I'm I'm yeah. not that interested in it, but at least there, there's a couple. There's a couple. You know, we're gonna get to a month or two where there's nothing. And then you'll be like, man, I miss April. I highly doubt that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm going to be like, wow, this feels just like April. That's it, it'll feel worse. Um, yeah, but we're going to move on to final thoughts. We give one last thought or point we want to make about something either related or unrelated to this level. So who would like to give their final thoughts first? My final okay. thought is. Okay. Sorry. Oh, you're good. I'm just. So I wanted to update my computer and I wanted to give this one to my son. Looks like that might not happen, but I think it knew that I was going to be updating this year. (laughs) It's taking the crap on me. It's like, I've, I've given you so much of my time and this is what you do to me. Cause I planned on upgrading when the, uh, G GTX 4,000 series came out. Mm Mm-hmm which should be maybe at the end of the year. So I was just trying to hope for the, you know, one more year with this. And it's just like, no. So are you going to, were you planning to, you said you were going to give it to your son. So were you planning to do a new build or just upgrade? Okay. So I was going to build a new computer and give this one to him. But it looks like I'm just going to be mostly building a new one. Depending on what's wrong with this one. Mm -hmm. What what are you going to give him instead of your computer now? I don't. I'm, I'll be on the switch a lot. I guess. <laughs> no. What are you going to give your son? Because you were oh, going to give him the computer. Oh, now, now the computer is oh, not okay. an option. So you um, owe him the equivalent of a gaming PC in mm, my mind. Mm. I think I'll just get a decent and and just build another one. I'll just build two of them, but just get him like decent stuff because you know he plays like Roblox and okay. Weird that neighbor game and whatever. So he he's not he's not playing like heavy hitting games yet. So if yeah. I give him if I get him like a GTX seven eighty and whatever and you know an i seven you know nothing huge, just something that runs the games he does and he, he should be all right. Well, do you like do you know if it's like a software issue or hardware issue? I don't know, but it, at first it was just games crashing it. But okay. Now I turn it on and it's crashing. Or like freezing. I'm not even getting blue screens anymore. That issue's fixed. Which is what I was originally getting. Now it's just like... Seems like maybe you just swap out a couple of parts. That's right, yeah. Then it'll be good to go. Run it, give it right to them. That's my final thought. I'm sad. I'm very sad over here. Sorry, man. I feel you. Sorry. Uh, my uh, final thought is next, if that's okay, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, I'm still looking at this April list, and there's one game I might have missed, uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Uh-huh. Um, I've never played Chrono Cross. I played Chrono Trigger. 
um, thought it was pretty good. I know that's known as like one of the greatest RPGs. I didn't get into it that much, but maybe I will end up buying Chrono Cross because it is a classic. I think it was PS1. So, uh, yeah, there might be a little more in April that I get here. We'll see. Okay. All right. Um, my final thought, besides the fact that April is a trash month for games, is that <laughs> it will not be a trash month if the game uh, Trek to Yomi, which I've been checking out, actually comes out. It is a Kurosawa 2D, 2.5D-inspired uh, slash um, And so that's another game that seems like it may be a little bit more difficult than Ghost. But that's that's cool with me. And it's coming to Game Pass. Yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. But I'm probably going to buy it on other platforms, too. <laughs> um, that is it for Level 49 of the Thoughts and Players podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service. We are on all of them. You can also like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thoughts and players like it's all one word. We are on Instagram at thoughts players too. Um, or thoughts about players. We are on Twitter at thoughts thoughts player too. Uh, we are on YouTube, TikTok, all those different types of places. Check us out. Um, also, be sure to check out We the Meeple. They just dropped. Oh, plays. thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, you're welcome. This just dropped their episode <laughs> last week. Make He's sure to check that out um, if you're into the board game scene. Uh, but that is it for us. We want to thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next level. Whew, that was a behemoth of a level. <laughs>